0: It's not a
1: Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt Series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series and now here is your host
0: Dr. Pepper Hernandez Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of ourself each and every day. Today, our guest is Julia Muse. She is an artist, a spiritual mentor, an intuitive business consultant, photographer, poet, performance artist, and most of all, one of my dear friends. Hello, Julia. Welcome. Thank you, Pepper. I love you. I'm so (laughs) glad you're here. I haven't seen you in a while. We were talking right before we started recording. The last time I saw you was in Mount Shasta. I was eating a colossal chocolate cake in the corner (laughs)
1: by myself.
0: (laughs) And there you are. You just appeared. You had just come from a woman's something, and you were, like, glowing. I mean, you're always glowing. You're Mm -hmm. glowing today. Thank you. But you were – do you remember what that was? Because I remember you telling me about it. it
1: was a – it was called the Venus Transmissions, and this woman from New York flew out. Her name is Amaji, and she calls herself a vocal geometrist, and she works with a council of ascended masters, and this was, like, the Venetian – ascended masters so she did like four days of energy ceremony we did an earth healing at the base of Mount Shasta there was 17 of us people from all over the world I kind of just like was told about it last minute and it worked in my schedule so I went out there and yeah, it was really cool.
0: I remember, and you told me in the moment. And I'm I'm too concerned about my chocolate cake because I was like, no, yeah. oh, you have to have this. This <laughs> yeah. is why I come. And there's many reasons why I go to my little private retreats. So I'll just run over there, you mm-hmm. know, because it's only four hours from where we're at here on the coast. And I'll run over there and I'll do just like the um, springs, the Stewart's Hot Springs. Did you mm-hmm. go to that? I, I remember did, telling you after about. After I saw you, yeah, I yeah. Went you there. yeah? That and then of course just being with the mountain and there's all the little the crystal bowl shop. Did you end up going in there? Mm -hmm. This isn't a big
1: shout out for the city of Mount Shasta, but I mean, that's the last time we saw each other. That was the first time I'd ever been there. It's
0: incredible.
1: Yeah, it was hard to leave.
0: How many singing bowls do you think that they have if you were just guessing? Because I was trying to tell a patient this the other day. I'm sure they
1: have some in the back too, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just
0: just for you to view, they have like hundreds. I don't know, a lot. And then they have Andaras. They have some of the largest Andaras that I've ever seen, obviously, Mm -hmm. because they're from there. But anyhow, (laughs) thank you so much for being here. I just love you. And I am so excited about where I've known you for a while. I feel like five or six years or something, Mm -hmm. maybe longer, but... I feel like just in knowing you, your progression has just deepened and become more rich. I mean, you're always you. You've always been you, but you've just developed so many unique qualities that no one else has. And I really appreciate that about you. And I'm super glad that you're here today to talk to us about that. So some of the listeners may not know some of the terms that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I'll just kind of stop you if that's okay and have you re-emphasize or explain to the listeners what it is that you're speaking on tell me a little bit about why you came to Humboldt specifically or how you came to Humboldt and what it is that you're doing in our community
1: cool so I moved here when I was 17 I had never visited it before but got accepted to college here so I flew up here with my mom and started HSU and I graduated in 2013 with a degree in studio art and a minor in ethnic studies. Fell in love with a pot grower. (laughs) And I think that that's part of the reason why I came up here was Ganja. I was a little stoner, 17-year-old girl. And when I saw pictures of the redwoods, I was like, awesome. So knowing (laughs) that the plants brought me here on like, maybe not as deep of a level that I was aware of at the time, but that's what brought me here and kept me here for a while. Now in the community, I perform locally at shows. I love to dance. I work mostly completely remotely. I do see people in person when it feels appropriate, but I work remotely with people. I help mentor them to work through emotional, mental, spiritual turmoil or issues or confusion or if someone's going through a transition where they're needing extra support and sometimes people just want to understand themselves better or just have the perspective that I can give them about what's going on in their life which I really love doing and then I also help people who are healers and artists and how to make next level offerings to support themselves to continue doing their crafts which I love doing they're both really fun But that one in particular is really fun for me because I am an artist and I know sometimes that that wasn't completely fulfilling me. I knew that I had more gifts to share and finding ways of integrating all of that together is really exciting. So when you say next level offering, can you explain what that is? Just making art. It's like, okay, what is the intention behind that and what is your medicine? And what is the impact that you want and do have on people and really looking at that and creating a more transformational experience than commercial kind of interaction money exchange. I see. I see. That's great. I love that. And when you are
0: working as a spiritual mentor, this is fascinating to me because I feel like A very intuitive person. And while I am intuitive, I work on multiple levels with people as well. Do you see yourself as a very intuitive person and then you're working on a spiritual level, finding the answers for someone, or how does that work? Can you explain that to me?
1: Yeah, totally. So I do a lot of listening and question asking and trying to find the root belief structure that's present and teaching people how to find that themselves. And to ask source, higher self, creator, divine mother, whatever they want to call it, for assistance in rewiring their operating system. Mm
0: -hmm. And I love that you say that because I have been geeking out in the last, I don't know, three or four years or probably longer than that, lifetimes, but on specifically reprogramming the neuropathways in the brain with positive thoughts and positive affirmations. When we do that and when we create positive affirmations where there had been negative, and if you do that multiple times, I mean, people say 28 days makes a habit. Um, I, I believe it's more like 60 or 62. I think you have to have a little bit longer. That's for me specifically. When we're doing that, we're actually creating this neuroplasticity. We're shifting the brain. So it's a physiological response that we are working with on some level. Can you speak to that at all?
1: Yeah. And I know too, when I'm doing a reading with someone, I'll feel into their system and locate where the belief is held in the body and help them bring their inner awareness to that place and do the healing themselves and I'm just like a second pair of eyes guiding them in there because throughout our lifetime our family history whatever conditioning past lives we store that in our bodies and it's just needing it's asking for our attention in some ways and sometimes we may act a certain way or attract certain energies and circumstances that are really drawing attention to undistort that place to have more freedom and to move in new ways.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Can you explain more about feeling into the system? Mm -hmm. And I ask you this question because this question is for the listener. Mm -hmm. Like I, you and I know each other, but I want you to maybe share with the listener or articulate how that is in a physical, tangible way. Mm -hmm. Like how can you feel into someone's system? What Mm -hmm. is that?
1: It took a lot of me understanding my own system first. Yes. So that way I can discern, you know, and I ask like, higher self, show me, you know, I surrender this conversation, my words, my listening to you. And I ask to be shown the other person to a lesser degree, because I don't want to feel their pain. Exactly. Number all, you know, to get ungrounded, but, and then ask, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling something in my right hip. Oh that, no, I just need a body work. (laughs) But having that dialogue and that consistent intimacy with source and my higher self to really know and what it feels like when I ask questions. So like using my body as a pendulum. Yes. Yes.
0: I love this. This is fascinating. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. How did you get pulled in this particular avenue of healing? Because obviously you came here for schooling, you know, you fell in love with your heart. Mm -hmm. And then how did you just get pulled into this type of spiritual mentoring and intuitive business consulting?
1: So I met a man at a festival. I was doing media Coverage for this festival called Lucidity about four years ago. And I met a man named Alokananda, and he was teaching a workshop called The Emotional Body in the Age of Ascension. Mm, okay. And it was dope, like totally unscripted, just feeling out the vibe of who was present. And I instantly trusted him. There was like a deep sincerity to his presence. And I was on his email list for a couple years and he taught a course called Beyond Prosperity. And I was reading the description. It didn't really talk about the details of how it was going to be facilitated or operate or what you're really going to be learning, but he really focused on what you were going to feel from it. And just tuning into the resonance of what that was, I was like, that sounds really enticing and cool. And I was trimming all that summer and I had been trimming to support myself financially for a long time. And I was like, I can't do this forever. Like, although it's connected me to amazing people and I'm working with the medicine intimately and have so much space to educate myself, listening to podcasts and (laughs) audiobooks, it wasn't using my gifts to the capacity I know I needed to. So I signed up for this class. It was the most money I'd ever invested in anything other than college. And it was only seven weeks. And when I started it, I realized it was teaching you how to create a coaching package. And I was like, that's not what I want to do. Like if he would have told me that straight up, I would have said no. But there's a reason why he didn't do that too. And maybe in the beginning I was upset. But now looking back, it completely altered the whole course of my life. And I went through all of it and I didn't keep up with the homework right away. It was really a lot all at once. I was only able to digest a small amount of what he was throwing at us um, really eloquently. And Mm -hmm. it connected me to some really amazing people. And there was a live event that we all went to in Sedona together. Amaji, the woman who had the workshop in Mount Shasta, is his teacher. Wow. Yeah. He does a healing that he learned from her called Violet Alchemy and it works with an ascended master, St. Germain. I'm not too sure of the exact specifics. I got one session with him um, as inclusive to taking his course and I'm still integrating it. And it was like two or three years ago, two years ago. Um, And he did like a, a reading for me, did some past life belief clearings of when I was in a concubine, according to his reading, and then did a personal ISIS channeling for me, like right before I went to Burning Man. Oh, wow. And that was really cool. So yeah, he opened me up to a lot of
0: Yeah, you got stuff. into it.
1: Yeah. But at first, the, the course ended and I didn't do any of the homework really. I was kind of overwhelmed and I spent all this money. That was a lot to me at that time. And I was like, damn, like f- life happened and, you know, things kept coming up. And I was like, I really wish I had the opportunity to do that again. Because now I understand what it is. Now that that's massaged in my awareness a little bit, I'm a much more um, fertile for that kind of knowledge. And then he offered it again and said that anyone who has taken it can take it again for free. Oh, <gasps> That's
0: wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, you took it again? Yes, yeah, so I took it again and I took <laughs> seven weeks off of work and oh, I wow. just made that my work. And it was a lot of personal development, feeling worthy, yeah. feeling that I, what I had to share with the world was valid. Like all of it was looking at myself and giving myself permission to be whoever I wanted to be. And so it was all very, timing wise, you know, it worked out perfectly, but it was a struggle and it wasn't easy. And, you know, we're always growing and we're always in the process. You know, there's always more to digest and learn, but being gentle with it. And after doing all of that, I like wasn't really practicing so much. I was just kind of like doing my own work. And then I was led to a woman named Rebecca Owen who works locally. I thought she was a therapist. Mm -hmm. I was having some personal issues in my life come up and I just did not feel like I had support. And my girlfriend recommended her to me. And I walked into her office and on her wall it said personal evolution mentor. I was like, you're not a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And she did some energy work on me on the table. She does reconnective healing, which I'm not too sure that yes origins I, I'm, of that but mm-hmm, I'm it was with that. very palpable yeah. and i started seeing her once a week and i've been seeing her for two years
0: oh um, that's wonderful yeah she's in the same building as dr winkler yeah like she they works work over there together. together
1: yeah i love them they're great yeah, yeah she yeah and working with her after that i was like everybody needs a rebecca <laughs> like it has helped my life in ways I can't even fathom
0: that's wonderful
1: and yeah working with her and doing what I do now you know having that consistency and having someone be a cheerleader for me celebrating when I break an unhealthy habit or you know do an act of self-love you know it's so beautiful to have somebody that's there to really know and see that And that's probably been the most pivotal support I've had towards my own consistent evolution and love and freedom.
0: That's wonderful. I appreciate you so much for sharing that information. Now you're in a space with all of this, you know, healing and support that you've had with our community and then outside of that as well. What do sessions look like for someone who's coming to you as their healer.
1: When someone is curious or interested in working with me, we book a consultation call, and that's an hour-long call. We do it via Skype or FaceTime because I like to see them. It's more intimate, and you pick up on those cues a little bit more and just check in and see what's going on in their life. And I work with a combination of intuitive counseling energy work or lifestyle strategy and depending on what service they want I can tell them like oh you actually came to me for business consulting you think that you came here for this but you're a healer and like you need to step up and so it just depends I tune in and kind of feel what's available to them and what they're desiring and what's what's working what's not working and then at the end of that consult I either check in and say okay would you like to hear about continuing to work with me or do you just want to keep working what we got right here? Because sometimes people just need that one check-in. But So then I open up the invitation to working with me longer and then I tell them the different ways I can work with them and the creative potential trajectory of how we would work together.
0: So how did you come to these particular disciplines for yourself? Because obviously you've answered a few of them but and you've given credit to a lot of people. hmm but when we, we get information, but the real credit is to us and our highest self. So how did you cultivate that particular discipline for yourself mm. on a daily basis?
1: I felt how good it was working. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> worked, it, yeah. it took me a minute. I would, yeah. you know, hear certain things and like work with some certain prayers or commands and then it, really strengthening that muscle. Like you were saying, like it takes time to rework these positive reinforcing beliefs and ideas and I just committed to it and devoted my entire being to liberating myself from everything that was keeping me from being brilliant and my life just kept getting better
0: (laughs) (laughs) isn't that cool how that works Mm -hmm. when you really take the time to work on only yourself and it's saying no to other people, but it's saying yes to you. Mm-hmm. How many amazing things come? And you hear people saying it all the time, and it may sound super cliche to a lot of listeners, but when you know that as your truth and it resonates on a really deep level, I mean, you can see that in another person and then they become very still, Mm -hmm. right? And so how do you do that? How do you get that stillness of a discipline? Because you have to have that, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, in your performing arts, in your poetry, in your photography, in your consulting, all these different things, you have to have that. So Mm -hmm. how do you
1: get it? Um, Acknowledging presence, Acknowledging source, acknowledging plants and water and giving gratitude for how blessed I am mm-hmm. and continuously reminding myself what matters, not getting caught up and really recognizing when the personality is inflamed and immediately nipping it in the butt with prayer Yeah. and surrendering it up to source. I surrender my anxiety to you. You know, I surrender my hurt feeling to you. I surrender this relationship to you and constantly just rerouting that and sending it up to the most high. That's
0: very good. Yeah.
1: It takes some, some, that muscle, that flex in that muscle yeah. constantly. Yeah. You know, it's like we, from our limited perspective, we, you know, can only see a piece of what's happening. And if we have to stay compassionately focused on what we're here to do in the world and defend it and not in a protective, kind of way like something's out to get me but in a you know devotional kind of way of wanting the world to be better and constantly coming back to that like why am I doing this why am I doing this because the doubt comes in and for me that was my biggest one that I had to really clear was my Mm self-doubt and the entities that may be attached to that thought form Mm mm-hmm
0: Oh, I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. So glad that you're doing so well in your life. Talk to me before we go to break really quickly about your photography because we um, uploaded a couple pictures on Instagram and we will have some on our quantum alignment page. But you take the most beautiful pictures of the most beautiful people. How do you find yourself in a time and place where you have the opportunity to do that?
1: Um, I've been taking photos my whole life. That was my first practice. Both my parents are photographers, and that has been me playing with light and reflecting light. I just am surrounded by amazing people all the time, and it's my way to celebrate them. And I've been really loving doing family portraits and couples, which I thought I didn't like for a long time. But I think I was just nervous. Yeah. And being able to witness somebody's love and reflect what I'm seeing is been so amazing for me. And it's just as important as healing work that I'm doing because it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, that you say reflecting
0: the light back because that's what you're doing in so many different avenues mm-hmm. of your
1: reality. And that's, that's gorgeous. Talk to me about your poetry. Um, I write every day and it really helps me digest information and create a much more of a landscape for people to come into my subconscious unprogramming of myself. Yeah. And I love using social media. It's how I get all of my clients. And really creating a resonance through these platforms is fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And giving people little windows to dive as deep as I want to go. And through writing, it just really helps to create a harmonics that's, you know, living.
0: I have seen your writing, and I have gotten lost in that now that I'm thinking about it. And it's beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely beautiful. So we are going to take a short little break. Did you bring a poem with you? Did you bring something you can share with us? Yeah, I have Kendall something. and I? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a break, um, refresh our tea, And then we'll come back with maybe some poetry. So it happens to be that time in our podcast when we give a shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think that you will too.
1: Check out Vibes, Arcata's gorgeous boutique yoga and Pilates studio. Our mission is to provide a space where you can come as you are, where you are. At Vibes, you will be supported, encouraged, challenged, and embraced. Our amazing staff offers a variety of yoga and Pilates classes, including heated and non-heated booty yoga, power vinyasa, prenatal, mat Pilates, bar, and so much more. Our boutique is filled with beautiful, mindful, and sustainable clothing, as well as jewelry and bath and body products. Our vibe is laid back, friendly, and positive, and our goal is to provide an environment that empowers a healthy and mindful community. See you on the mat.
0: We're back with Joya, and she has something special for us right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You want to share? You yeah. want to tell the listeners what you're going to share with us? And this is all impromptu. Like we did not plan this until like two
1: seconds ago. I'm going to read a poem that I wrote. Wonderful. Yeah. I um, really love creating memes and I will create a meme with a little dialogue underneath. And the meme that this was attached to was create your future through art. Oh, wonderful. So I like to write poetry or different things about a time or a place that I want to visit And allow myself to kind of like revel in the details of what that is. And so I really encourage people to do that because it's fun. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. This is a poem that I wrote about wanting to explore the Blue Ridge and Appalachian Mountains.
0: (gasps) Oh, yes. Okay, let's close our eyes. Let's go there because I love that place.
1: Form thought and figures that tell the tales of your longing. Captured shape and shadows to depict the condition of the heart. Show the truth of what is present and send the energy to where you wish to grow. Your self-expression has a power to catalyze change, to initiate reality, to construct itself, to hold the intentions of your visions made manifest. Your art is your offering, a collaborative agreement with the universe, an orchestration of will to rise into higher octave. One of my favorite ways to manifest is through poetry. Feeling into the splendor of awaited moments, I am able to live inside the realms of my imagination. Here is a poem I wrote about the trip I wish to take to the Appalachian and Blue Ridge Mountains. Those who know me well know that I have an obsession with bluegrass music. There is a biological activation that stirs my soul when I'm amongst its presence, and it's telling me to explore its origins. Here is a piece I wrote about this experience. The call is getting stronger, to find myself amongst a meadow, mandolin melodies to lace the skies. I hear laughter filling the rooms I've yet to visit, stories from the mountains that teach my bones to howl. Hollering out at nothing, I dance these boots into the ground. Captured in splendor, I let my restless nature lead me to salvation. Breaking bread with my demons, I order another round. Entertaining fear with humor, I soothe my regret with dirt, because life is better around a fire, and the soul knows the wilderness is the quickest way to sanctuary, and the ashes of lost passion feed a fertile ground. Exhaling into this flowing process, free from judgment or conclusion, nature urges me to release my need to solve. I let ego let go of me, and I whistle on down the line. I've yet to commune with the hillsides of my visions, but that fiddle draws me in my waking dreams. Hot damn these Americana tunes. Set fire to my brown skin. Voodoo magic transporting my spirit to another realm. I really can't explain it. I don't know what it means. Lord have mercy on my soul. Send support to guide me to those valleys that birth bluegrass music where the African banjo and the Irish fiddle may love and create a beauty out of oppression. The stirrings of my heart contain no map, rather an earthly pulse, signaling me to abandon ship and find me an old dirt road. That is incredible. I'm still there. Give
0: me a second. I'm still there. <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't want to come out of that vision. I'm like deep into it. It sounds, you know, I felt like I just went through this awesome movie. And I think that that is what words in motion kind of do for people. And it's beautiful. Thank you. You definitely have a gift. Thank I you. love you. I had no <laughs> idea. You're amazing. I want to keep watching that movie. Though <laughs> <laughs> It's so fun. It's so fun. Let's move on to a couple questions, even though I don't want to. (laughs) I want to stay in that little thing. By the way, here's a little... This is probably why. Um, Well, besides the fact that it's very good. This morning, I'm doing my collagen hot tea thing with the chicory root. I'm trying to get off caffeine, but... Anyhow, I'm doing decaf. (laughs) So... I'm sitting there drinking my little thing and I'm looking over. I'm doing my meditations, my gra- gratitude. I have this whole routine, morning routine. And I look over and there's my mandolin who has not been played in a while. And she was like calling at me and calling at me. And I was like, hey. What do you-? And then now this happens. I didn't know you played the mandolin. I, I don't. <laughs> cool. I've always wanted to play the mandolin. And recently, like within a few years ago, or I guess, I acquired one, and I really am in love with her. She's absolutely beautiful, and she keeps calling to me to play her. I got a couple lessons and from an amazing teacher, Lo Coliac, and he said, why did you choose the mandolin? I said, hell, I don't know. It just came to me, mm-hmm. and he was like, it's one of the harder instruments, and so... I skipped the ukulele, skipped the guitar, went right to the mandolin. But I'm in love with it, so I can play a few things. I can play mantra, mm-hmm. uh, but because that's the one thing I wanted to start listening to. But anyhow, moving forward, <laughs> those are some of my little self care routines in the morning. What are some self care routines that you do in your morning, mm. or in the daytime, or in the evening? And my
1: morning consists of Bulletproof Coffee. I'm,
0: you know, so many people are into this Bulletproof I'm Coffee. i wasn't into coffee
1: until go I had Bulletproof Coffee. Really? And the cognitive function and accessibility to my creativity. I never drank coffee <laughs> until like the past year. Um, I love Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof dude. And I love his podcast and what he's about. And I truly feel a difference when I... Do bulletproof versus regular. On Sunday, I
0: did the can of coffee, so it's very similar, mm-hmm. right? So your bulletproof
1: is butter um, or yeah. it's any kind of fat, grass-fed like organic butter.
0: So can it be coconut oil and cannabis? It, C- it could. Okay, so I'm, yeah. do- I'm doing because you want the fats. Yeah, then.
1: but the grass-fed okay. butter is so good. And Sometimes I use ghee. Okay, and mix it up, and then I use his Dave Asprey's the bulletproof dudes. Brain Octane Oil, which is really refined MCT oil. Oh.
0: And I notice a difference when
1: I use that versus coconut oil for, for sure, sure, but even like Garden of Life brand MCT oil. Like it's really, really potent. You don't really? need very much of it. So
0: that's your recipe.
1: Mm-hmm. Then a coffee, the MCT oil mm-hmm. that's specific from his brand. Yeah.
0: And then the grass grass-fed fed butter. butter. Yeah, okay, Kerrygold. So mixing
1: that up. You're drinking it. Boom. I use organic wow. valley butter sometimes, but I'm not too sure. I haven't done the research to really see how grass-fed it is. Okay. Because sometimes things are grass-fed, but they're not grass-finished, and they finish the cows with grains. So you're not getting all those good, yummy bacteria being processed through the gut of the cow. Oh,
0: I see. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I do that in the morning. I drink water, and I make my coffee, and I charge it up with all my love. And I make my dog's food and I pour the hot water with the ground beef and CBD for my Mm -hmm. dog. And this Dots, which is a local company that has like a powdered nettle, vitamin C, yumminess. Mm -hmm. And I bless my dog's food and stoke her out because she's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And then I skip my coffee and I sit down and I journal and I listen to this Italian composer named Ludovico Iannotti. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm obsessed. Yes. Yes. And yes, I yes. journal to that in the morning. And that's
0: it. So are you journaling? Or are you scripting? What are you choosing to do?
1: Um, I'll just free write. But sometimes okay. maybe like one out of 10, I'll like catch something that I know is of importance that I'm going to share. Okay. I try and just let my brain dump. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, this happened. And then this happened. And on page like two and a half, I'm like really getting into my own psychology or, you know, things like that. Kind of just let whatever comes out, come out. But that practice has been my favorite. Oh, good. Yeah, journaling, I recommend it to everyone. I've learned so much about myself and it's just such a cathartic experience.
0: And how long are you setting aside for that for
1: yourself? About 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, three pages, depending on what journal I have. If I have more time, I'll write more. Um, I used to wake up and do more, do yoga and meditate every day, but right now that's not what I'm doing. I, I do yoga almost every day at a local studio that I really love. Yeah. We have amazing yoga here. I swear oh, so it's world class yoga that we have yeah. here. That's another reason why I'm in Humboldt. Is, yeah. Is that. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we do those things. I love this. Yeah. It's like as healers, we have to do the deepest work and the healing within ourselves to actually be able to show up for other people. Mm -hmm. So we should have not necessarily so strict, but very dedicated Mm -hmm. practice for ourselves and be doing it, right? And be showing up for
1: ourselves each time.
0: So what are some other things that you are doing? Because I love
1: that you're doing things. Mm -hmm. I love skincare. Getting to know what my body needs and my skin type, and what I'm doing currently in my lifestyle. And I've always had acne prone skin, and I sweat a lot. I work out a lot. I need to do that. If I'm not running and doing yoga, I'm not as happy or as intuitive. So exercise is really big for me. Skincare is really lovely because then I get to like love up on myself and feel like a queen. I love doing Manuka Honey face masks. Oh, yes. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me feel like an Egyptian queen. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just really loving up on my body. I use fascia massage balls that I'm really into. I get a lot of body work. It's really crucial for me too, especially running. Um, and working with people, you know, it's nice to be touched consistently by someone who knows your body. That's another really big thing I would recommend to people who want to start an evolution practice, get a massage once a week for two months. You know, if that's in your resource, it's so beautiful. Humans were meant to be massaged. It's an ancient, very accessible, find the right practitioner get a recommendation. I always ask for recommendations from people that I know and trust in the community for everything. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, there's certain people in my life that I reference for different supplements and just knowing companies' integrity as well as practitioners. That's huge. Another thing that really is a practice for me is cultivating community and making an effort to be present in the lives of people I care about. It takes consistency um, and checking in, you know, or if someone I see is doing something really cool in the community, I'm like right on. I see you. I see what you're doing. And that stokes me out. We got to like keep each other stoked Mm -hmm. and stay in that vibration of rising together.
0: Keeping each other going. I think it's a really powerful. Yeah, I think what you have is a powerful recipe. If you were to give a superhuman self-nourishing recipe Mm. to someone, sometimes those are different Mm -hmm. than what we would give ourselves. What would you suggest to someone that is a client of yours or even just a listener today?
1: Depends on where they're at in their journey with themselves and their bodies. What I really think is cool for someone who is wanting to start focusing and creating new habits would be eating monoatomic gold or Ormus and getting body work, I think that's a really great place to start into opening up the metahuman, and finding support, finding a women's circle, finding a men's circle. Do something that's going to surround yourself with people with similar missions.
0: I love all of those things. That's so great. Do you know Joshua Hanna? You guys need to tune in because his whole entire thing is metahuman, and he's like mm. all about that. And I have been doing Ormus powder, as you know, mm-hmm. for. Like 12 years or Mm -hmm. something? So let's tell the listeners what Ormus powder is because it's been a part of my regime for a long time. Can you share with them?
1: It's monoatomic elements that are extracted from seawater. You know, I don't really understand. No, that's that's exactly what it is. But understanding the biology of what it's doing, it's just making you more conductive, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And I think taking it internally for me was beneficial for in the beginning and now I only use it topically because mm-hmm. I feel like it amplifies other herbs that I'm using
0: because you'll feel something
1: you can just take it when you feel called to
0: yeah it's pretty pretty strong and i also find that those are in a lot of the andaras that we use i was just work thinking with... about
1: that yeah i was like it's this frequency of andaras it's because because they're the monatomic elements yeah it's just it's the same condensed. thing
0: when you go and do any kind i don't know if you've ever gone out and did andara hunting but the way you can find them is that on top there is ormus powder in a Whoa. circle and and yeah, so that's how you find them. Yeah, it's the incredible. Earth is so cool. I know it. <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, I love that one so very much, and I find that everyone's self-care recipe is so different, and then everyone's recipe that they're sharing with other people is also so different so our listeners can kind of gravitate towards whatever feels good to them and so i appreciate you for doing that you have been an amazing guest i love you so much julia you've got to stay in touch i have one more thing that i want to do with you what we do is the wisdom for healing cards are you down to pick a tarot card yes do you say tarot or tarot Tarot, See? depending. Sometimes I'll say tarot. It's we just tomato depend- tomato. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to shuffle the deck in any way that you'd like, and then you can choose the card. So you can hand scan it, or you can just visually pick whatever you feel. Cool. I'm gonna hand those over, and while you're doing that, I am going to bang on this beautiful singing bowl. Okay. <laughs> For your sound and ear pleasure.
1: Eat healthy foods. Oh, she got it already. Did you find one? Yeah. Okay. Should I read the lesson?
0: Yeah. Can you tell our listeners what the
1: visual looks like? And yeah, read the lesson for the day. There is a very comfortable gentleman who looks like he might have some gray hair. He's wearing a robe, and he's got a very masculine, relaxed stance, comfortable. He's drinking a bowl that has a rainbow rim around the top, and... Coming out of it as he sips it is all these hearts.
0: Oh, 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 the mauve. The, that color is the theme of today. Okay, go on. I'm about it. Yeah, I am too.
1: <laughs> Today's lesson, eat only the foods that are good for you. Perhaps this is something you normally do, in which case you should feel very good about how you're caring for yourself. Most people, however, know that they should be more attentive to this area, but find it difficult. Your goal To practice healthy nutrition. That's interesting. I um, just did a cleanse. Oh. And I've noticed with myself, I'll do a really kind of invasive food procedure for myself to clean up my diet. And then I get excited and I don't always ease out of it as well as I could. And then I'm thinking, do I even need to cleanse? I might just need to be eating more leafy greens. Mm -hmm. And to just Mm -hmm. be a little bit more, let the pendulum swing less. Mm -hmm. So this is reminding me of this. Or people come to me a lot about sex and their sexuality. And I get a lot of people coming to me not knowing what to do with their sexual energy, either being too stimulated and horny or not having enough. And the first thing I ask them is what they're eating.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I'm like, first of all, you're not going to want to have sex if you're stressed out. What are you doing to cope with that stress? You got to get your biology in check. If things are going on, you got to remove the variables first. Getting your biology in check. Are you getting enough sleep? You know, check with those basic things first. And if you can get your biology in alignment, the emotional, spiritual, mental things are a lot easier to work with. And sometimes they may just be your biology being out of whack. Mm -hmm. It might not even be bigger than that. You could be allergic to corn, but to experiment, but start with what you're putting in your body. And
0: I love this. And before we end our show, tell us if we're not horny enough, what do we consume? And if we're too horny, Mm -hmm. what the heck are we going to do with ourselves?
1: (laughs) I would say, (laughs) as everyone laughs, tell us. Okay. If if you're not horny, first of all, look at what's stressing you out. Okay. creative feminine energy doesn't like pressure. She wants to be playful and nurtured. You need to play more. You need to take some stress off of yourself and figure out what's obstructing the flow of that creative life force. And that's different for everyone based on what's going on with them. And if you're too horny, what I tell people to do is to ground and to create a really juicy self-pleasure ritual. Light candles, you know, get some yummy oil, Ormus CBD lavender yumminess, and love journal first and say, what do you want to bring into your life? What kind of love do you want? You know, what do you want in your business? Get really excited about what you want to attract. And really connect to yourself. And then imagine all those things coming to you. And use that power to feed what you're trying to attract. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I thought she was just going to say, eat broccoli. <laughs>
0: you know? I was like, okay. We <laughs> can, also
1: collagen we do that. and getting your bi- biology in check to helps you be horny. Because you want your body's oh. not going to want to make a baby if it's not getting the nutrients it needs. Collagen. What if you're doing? Ooh, I'd maybe chill out a little bit. what's going on with me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Julia, you are a doll. Tell everyone where they can find you because I know you're just blowing it up on social media (laughs) everywhere. So please tell them. Because obviously, they're going to find you on our sites. Mm-hmm. You know, our Instagram. We have beautiful pictures of her. Go over and look. And we also have things on the Quantum Alignment podcast. But tell us about yours. If they want to reach you for any reason. Cool. There's many of them. But
1: Yeah, you can reach me on Instagram. My tag is Muse. On Facebook, I am Julia Muse. My website is ascendedresonance.com. And you can email me at juliamuse at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Really, though, you have been
0: amazing guest and i would love to have you on again thanks for making time to come to our show and help us encourage others to get one step closer to aligning their selves their highest self mental physical emotional and spiritual bodies and to the listener thank you so much for tuning in Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day, and let's make this your very best week ever. This episode has been brought to you by The Tantric Journey.